It's a holiday classic about obsession and dying in horrible ways. That's brisk, baby. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this holiday spectacular edition of WatchBots. This is Bentaclaws, and I'm joined by Jesus's original elf, Shailen, (laughs) (laughs) and by new Krampus, Dave. Hi, hi. Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy holidays. A non-denominational hello. The holidays are truly here. We're in December. The fucking holiday shit's flowing. I just had a holiday coffee. Now I got a diet sparkling cranberry and tequila. That's Christmas, baby. You're feeling it, aren't you? I am feeling it. You know, a couple months ago, we had our Halloween stuff. You weren't feeling Halloween. You you didn't get into it, but is, is Christmas... Is the Christmas spirit getting into you this time? Boy, I'm just a big old kid, you know, so Christmas really screams to me. (laughs) Christmas is so much more in your face, you know? How are you getting into it? How am I getting into it? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Give my earnest answer and my weird... uh, You know, we we moved houses, so we, we did the holiday setup that we didn't quite finish, but we'll figure it out. We get a big tree. Big tree. You hung up lights. Shailen ascended 35 feet into the air to, to hang some lights. I was Clark Griswold. Me. at a staple gun and I was dangling off the roof. You know, it's interesting you call yourself Clark Griswold, though, because I know you're in your, you and your little internet friends, you're calling me Clark Griswold. That's fucking horse shit. That's horse shit. I didn't say that to my internet friends. I said that to my friends that I know in real life. Yeah, my, your real life friends. They think of me as some kind of like fucking bumbling doofus. That's not true. That is that true. Is true. <laughs> It's not even a bad characterization. I just don't like that you put it out there. You know, Chevy Chase was a sex symbol in the 80s, so take what you can get then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was the one dangling from the ladder. <laughs> it works either way. Per- uh, perception is reality. I don't know. Something, something. I was going to mention this. I, I was hoping you would lead into it. I thought you were getting into the Christmas spirit by... Uh, listening to your weird Christmas tunes on Spotify. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> you found, you shared with me several songs that I I didn't know existed. Uh, <laughs> one was an entire album of uh, Rosie O'Donnell Christmas treats. Yes, that's right. Oh, boy. With I special was guest stars. Special guest stars like uh, Rosemary Clooney and Elton John and Elmo. Cher, Angelica Pickles. <laughs> yes. Who was the most surprising guest on that album for you? Elton John. And here, I was thinking that the most surprising one was Rosie O'Donnell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that first song with Cher, and she, like, Cher's just auto-tuned like she was back in the late 90s. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I wonder what Rosie O'Donnell sounds like. And they just were like, yeah, we got to auto-tune her, too. She sounds terrible. It's just Rosie O'Donnell. 
Yeah. It's a, it's a holiday classic. Holiday music, uh, a big part of the season. I like to go all out on those holiday playlists. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I have dedicated holiday playlists for every variation of Man with the Bag. He's got like a thousand versions. This year I made every variation of I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Oh, a song that is terrible. deeply disturbing. <laughs> no matter how you look at it. Somebody made a version called I Saw Mommy Frenching Santa Claus as Ew. if the original song, it didn't get you there. <laughs> you know, it's not dirty enough. <laughs> it's like the guy who was really into watching Skinamax because that's what was available. And then he watched hardcore porn and like, you just can't go back. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I, needed, I needed to hear about the tongue action. Like, it's fucking crazy. My dad dropped off his annual thumb drive full of Christmas music. And his he has four different versions of each of Mannheim Steamrollers albums. So sure. the first release of each one, and then the re-release of each one, and then the remastered version, and then the Mannheim Steamroller does the classics remastered as part of the two thousand. I think it's like two thousand songs this year. He spends a lot of time in September and October putting that together each year, curating it. And acknowledges that no person in their right mind would ever have an opportunity to listen to it from start to finish. It's just too much content. But every year, you can get a bigger thumb drive, which means every year, there's more music. It delivers a stack of floppy disks to you. (laughs) They're gramophone cylinders. Yeah. Rick Springfield's involved somehow. Mm -hmm. He's one of the delivery people that helps carry the boxes in the house. It's a little There's humor a for you, folks. <laughs> now, Dave, Christmas cheer. How do you get up for the holidays? I just wait for your playlist to come come through, <laughs> and then I'm like, "Oh, here I am. I'm there." I'm feeling. Last year we were uh, house house hunting and doing all the like paperwork for houses, uh, you know, house buying in December. So it didn't really feel like Christmas. We only like kind of half set up our tree and decorations so we like didn't unpack everything um so this year right after thanksgiving we grabbed all the boxes out of the attic and started decorating our new home it's it's lovely it's very festive started listening to christmas music right away usually i kind of wait a little bit but Mm -hmm. but yeah it's just it feels it feels good feels good this year it does feel good I i can't wait to Figure, find out I have cancer or something. Like right after. I was going to say, by the time this, this post, we all will have gotten the uh, the Omicron. It's all over for us. But right, right. You got to enjoy these times while they're there. You know, Jalen. Sure. Okay. You don't. Yeah. Just let it be. It was dark and sad, and I didn't want to touch it, and you made me anyway. So. Well, that's a drop, right there. <laughs> <laughs> but another way. I get into the Christmas spirit. It's Christmas specials. It's true. And for a show that focuses on kids shows and holiday things, like we've talked about holiday specials in the past. You know, we talked about uh, He-Man Christmas and Star Wars, the holiday special and all kinds of shit. But Yogi Bear. Was it Yogi Bear? That's right. Yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. In the city. The the blap, 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 et cetera, et cetera. One thing that we've avoided and I'll tell you, we've avoided it very consciously, is Rankin-Bass, maybe the most well-known children's holiday specials. But we're breaking that fast, right? We're like 
Santa waking up from a long spring's nap and getting ready for the season. And tonight, we're talking about the original Frosty the Snowman. And there's a lot to cover. But Dave, you decided that we needed to get into it. And I gotta know why. It was time. You know, we avoided these cartoons, these specials for a long time. I think it's I think it's time to dive in and really un- unwrap them, you know. There's a lot to a lot to say about Frosty. Mm-hmm. A lot going on in that special. There's a lot going on with the sequels uh that they produced. Some really, really awful stuff was made uh after after this. Yes, after this. After this. When I think of holiday specials, I think of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Frosty the Snowman. Um, those were always like back-to-back or like at the same time every mm-hmm. um, every Friday for uh, in December when I was growing up. I am, uh, I think we've documented this here, I'm terrified of stop motion. It just disturbs me. Sure. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's perfectly natural to be disturbed by it. So I didn't want to do Rudolph because of that, so I chose Frosty. And here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Tell me about your experience with Frosty, both of you, right now. I'm sure that I've seen it, you know, in the double-digit amount of times, but (laughs) it's like cotton candy. It just exists, and I'm aware of it. But until I went back and rewatched it this week, I remember there was like a snively whiplash looking motherfucker and frosty took like this but that's really all that i could remember about frosty the snowman and is that a good or a bad thing um i guess we'll find out i think it's what they wanted i watched frosty enough times that when i was watching it i knew the quotes i knew the lines I was getting irritated prematurely for the moments that irritate me in it. Watched a lot of a lot of Frosty when I was a kid. I think in terms of Frosty and Rudolph, Frosty is the lesser of two evils. I have a lot of problems with Rudolph, a lot of them. Mm, yes, you do. Yes, you yes, do. Yes, I do. And so... Too liberal. They're... Yeah, too liberal. <laughs> uh, much like with... Fro- with you thought that the reindeer should die? So when I when I used to think about Rudolph, I had this whole subplot that didn't really exist and doesn't really exist mm-hmm. to, to make it so it wasn't so terrible to me. And I realized upon this watch of Frosty that I inserted scenes in my mind from the song that are not part of the show. Which is incredible, but we'll put a pin in that. Just like wild stuff. So Yeah, I can't wait to <laughs> Every time I pick a show, I can't wait to unwrap the show, and I also can't un- can't wait to unwrap Shalen's reaction to the show. It's it's just a it's a delightful time. It's not just my reaction. We're a good team. <laughs> <laughs> so with Frosty the Snowman, there's a lot to unpack. So you gotta you gotta get through the gristle of the Christmas fruit cake to get to the sweet juicy innards. So we got to talk about. Frosty the Snowman, the song. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about Rankin Bass, the production company, mm-hmm. and then how they came together into the Christmas miracle that is Frosty the Snowman. Unholy Christmas union. Yeah. So let's start with the song. Frosty the Snowman, the song. I was surprised to hear this. It came out in 1950. You could have told me it was recorded in like 
by like a flapper in the roaring 20s and I, I totally <laughs> would have believed it. But it was written by two guys named Jack Rollins and Steve Nelson. So they were writers for country music. They also wrote the Here Comes Peter Cottontail song. Here comes Peter Cottontail flopping down that bunny trail. He hops down it. And then they also wrote a song for Smokey the Bear, which I, I didn't listen to because I want to I wanna give myself a little more leeway to listen to the Smokey the Bear song. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe the New Year. <laughs> Could be. That's my New Year's resolution. So they wrote the song <laughs> for Gene Autry, who recorded it and released it in 1950. Big hit. Humongous hit, right? Now, here's the thing. I don't know what the deal was with like intellectual property or copyright back then, because in that same year, after Gene Autry's thing went huge, it was also recorded and released by Nat King Cole, Guy Lombardo, who <laughs> sounds like a lounge singer, and uh, Jimmy Durante, who we'll be talking about in a minute here. The weird thing is, all of those versions outside of the Guy Lombardo version were top 10 hits in America. Yeah, that, all of them. Not yeah. like that. It's not that just that Frosty was a hit. It's that three versions of Frosty were a hit in the same exact year. That is wild. Because they were regionally the the, so the way that hits used to be calculated. It's like oh, in the U.S., but it w- it could have been like in the U.S. in like the southeast quadrant. No, so, on all of the U.S. That's how it's reported now. But at the time, that might not have been the case necessarily. Sheila, I don't want to. Why, why are we getting into semantics about reporting? I'm just telling you. <laughs> this is a this is a pointless argument. It's a great song, and it was recorded by many great singers. And it makes sense that it would be a top ten hit all over. Wow, thanks. It's it, not remarkable. If ben, you were in Arizona, awesome. if you were in Arizona, maybe it was one version, and in Illinois, maybe another. I'm telling you, that's possible. Yes. Riveting. <laughs> we all know the story of Frosty the Snowman, but if you don't, if you don't know the story of Frosty, picture a bunch of shitty little kids making a snowman. There's a magic silk hat. It brings them to life. They go on a parade and he leaves. That's the story of Frosty the Snowman. Uh, supposedly, the song takes place in either White Plains, New York, or Armonk, New York. Armonk, of course, has a parade dedicated to Frosty annually. So. It's a fun fact for you. How do they know the setting? I don't know. I assume that writers were from there, maybe. Oh, okay. It was like I don't. I didn't get that at all from any version I've ever listened to. Now, what I don't know is what version of Frosty was number one in Armonk or White Plains that year. That information may or may not be available. Maybe all. That's the Northeast Quadrant, Ben. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's Frosty the Snowman. Put that aside. Now, Rankin Bass is a production company that was formed in New York in 1960 by two dudes. Arthur Rankin and Jules Bass. They were making cartoons and animation, and their first mega hit, we've already talked about it, was the Rudolph stop-motion thing. Nightmare. A nightmare affair that we are not talking about and will not continue to talk about continuously. Rankin Bass's thing was stop-motion. They called it Animagic, which is just a thing <laughs> I appreciate. Like, no, it's stop-motion. Like, you can... Give it a little fancy No, branding, no, 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 no. It's magic, okay? It's magical. It's, it's magic. It's not, it's not the stop motion thing you keep talking about. It's, 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 it's fucking actually real magic. What I didn't realize about Rankin Bass is that they worked with some of the most high-profile Japanese animation houses. So Rankin Bass worked with Toei, who would later go on to do the good Transformers, not the, the bad-looking Transformers. Hmm. An or, a company called Mushi, who we'll talk about in a second. 
and then a company called Topcraft, which when that dissolved, half of those people went off to become Studio Ghibli. So like the Miyazaki movies all came out of that studio. So Mi- Miyazaki himself working worked on some of those Christmas specials. He wrote, he wrote, he drew Frosty's nose for yeah. this. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. yeah. So they did a ton of holiday specials in that intervening period. Santa Claus is coming to town, all of them. But we get to this Frosty the Snowman in 1969. And unlike a lot of their specials, this one is fully animated. I don't know why they made that decision, <laughs> that that departure, but they did. So there you go. Probably because I can't imagine like animating all those kids and frosty the snowman and making him look like lovable and different from the snowman and rudolph like mm-hmm. it just, it, I, I, th- that's what i was picturing it was also based off um they had like manga artists draw it too manga uh, manga excuse me um <laughs> i'm an idiot god I, I don't know this i don't know like the the how number ones were recorded back in the 50s i'm so mm-hmm. fucking stupid all I want for Christmas is a big old brain. <laughs> Scarecrow. That's your new nickname. Scarecrow. <laughs> and I'm Mrs. King. Ha. <laughs> now, Rankin Bass brought in some real great A voice talent. They brought in Jimmy Durante as himself to be Jimmy Durante, which the is interesting. Man. An, an, an animated version of Jimmy Durante. Jimmy Durante, a famous film actor. I'm not super familiar with his work. He was a comedian. Oh, was he? Yeah. Uh, an entertainer, a comedian, oh singer, gosh. voice actor, mm, uh, actor. A renaissance man. His Some of his songs are prominently featured on the Sleepless in Seattle soundtrack. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite movies of all time. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Okay. What about the new It's a Mad, 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 Mad World uh, rat race? Have not seen it. Breckenmeyer? John Lovitz, I believe. John Lovitz is in that movie. Yeah. Whoopi Goldberg. It's a good movie, folks. Check it out. And Frosty the Snowman. We also had Billy DeWolf, who is a character actor back in the 50s and 60s. Now, in an interesting thing, Billy DeWolf looked exactly like Professor Hinkle, the magician character that he was playing which gets to a point that I'll be making later about very, very literal interpretations of things. Mm. And then Frosty himself was voiced by the comedian Jackie Vernon, who I'm just going to assume is kind of big and blocky uh, like Frosty. You're, you're absolutely right. Of course. This was written, not the song, the adaptation, by kind of a Rankin-Bass's house dude whose name is, is Romeo Muller which is such like a 60s Hollywood name that I absolutely love it. (laughs) So he wrote Santa Claus is Coming to Town. He wrote Rudolph. Again, a man who apparently very skilled at taking two-minute songs and stretching them to 30 minutes of content. I think he was uh, part of the lounge act with Guy Lombardo, Romeo Muller. (laughs) Flew in on a Bermuda breeze. (laughs) On the base, Romeo Muller. (laughs) Good stuff. So the Frosty franchise went on for quite a while. This one was sequeled by 1978's Frosty's Winter Wonderland, which was somehow vaguely based on the song Winter Wonderland. I've never seen it. I don't know. I don't even know that I've heard of it until now. I don't know. You had 1979's Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July, which unlike what we're about to talk about, was done in stop motion. 
Who knows? You had 2005's Legend of Frosty the Snowman, which was narrated by one Burt Reynolds. Checks out. <laughs> and then you had you had 2002's Frosty Returns, which had John Goodman as Frosty. Now, there's some debate uh, whether... I believe, I believe that was 1992. Well, whatever. doesn't matter. The point is John Goodman was at the height of his powers in either year. He was either fresh off the babe or on his way to do the babe. And anyway, <laughs> there's some debate whether or not Frosty Returns is in canon. I, I tried to do some research, read conflicting things, and then my eyes started to bleed. I believe I just, the, the, uh, the surviving folks of Rankin and Bass disowned Frosty Returns. Doesn't look like him. Doesn't have the same kids in it. Did I they produce the, it? Yes. Uh, it is. It, it, it has Rankin Bass. Yeah. Disowned yeah. their own cartoon. I believe so. They didn't like All it. Right. It's a turbulent time. Turbulent yeah. time. As for Rankin Bass, they would go on to create, you know, Oodles More Holiday Specials. They did animated versions of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Ring. They did Thundercats and Silverhawks. They did a King Kong movie, for God's sakes. And then it just kind of ended for Rankin Bass. It just kind of went away and. Rankin went on to write the treatment for uh, the DreamWorks version of The King and I, which, wow. And uh, as for Bass, he became a vegetarian who wrote the book Herb the Vegetarian Dragon. So not the most, uh, you know, <laughs> glorious endings for oh, with a such stalwarts. <laughs> exactly. Herb the Vegetarian Dragon feels like a cartoon that we would talk about. And we would just be confused enough at the end to be like, so, um, disavow. Well, Romeo Muller five didn't write five. the adaptation, so <laughs> what can you do? But what about Frosty? Such a big headline Christmas character. What are you going to do about Frosty? The good news is there's an update on Frosty's future. A story that I had to source from like six different places because I read it and simply could not believe that it was true. And it may not be true, mm-hmm. but I'm going to stop teasing. I'm going I'm to give it to you. So on July 1st, 2020, Warner Brothers announced plans for a live-action Frosty the Snowman film. Boo. With Frosty being voiced by... Wait, give wait. Me, give yeah. me a guess. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Okay. <laughs> Seth Rogen, not a bad guess. Do you, do you want to throw out a couple more? I, I'll give you a hot or cold if you give me one more. Uh, Will Ferrell. Freezing cold. Oh, ooh, okay. Um, Vince, what's his fake? Vince, what's his fake? I don't... Uh, the guy from Rudy. The what? guy from Rudy? Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn wasn't in Rudy? Yes, he was. That was Sean Astin. He was the bully. Vince, Rudy is the movie you associate with, with Vince... What's his... Yeah. <laughs> what's his fake? No, not even, not even in the ballpark. Is it Chris Pratt? No, but oh, you're right. on the right track. Is it... Oh, um, the other guy from Parks and Rec, the grumpy guy? Yeah, Ron Swanson. No, it's not Ron Swanson. The answer is Jason Momoa. Uh, what? <laughs> and that wasn't close. Interestingly. Hey, that's my hat. The story was Come released on, dudes. around the time that Warner Brothers was dealing with some fallout from Ray Fisher around the Justice League movie. So Ray Fisher famously last year was speaking out against uh, mistreatment on the Justice League set and racism and all this stuff. And a lot of the stars of the movie stood with him. And Jason Momoa came out and said that the Frosty story was completely fake and that WB had released it 
like a fake story without his permission to try to take some of the heat off of oh, the Justice yeah, League conversation. Yeah, they were trying to soften the blow of, <laughs> of Ray Fisher's, what turned out to be very true accusations. Yes, Ray Fisher's accusations were true. The frosty Jason Momoa movie, sadly not. Yeah. So maybe if they can mend those fences, we can get there. We can only hope for an Aquaman voiced Frosty the Snowman movie, but... Do we need to hope for that? Do we want that? I don't want that. <laughs> I, would, I would love that. I'm not calling for that. <laughs> that would be amazing. I've always wanted to someone to do, like a Christopher Nolan, to do a um, like gritty reboot of Rankin and Bass movies, but it would all be like a shared universe. Okay. Yeah, and like Christian Bale would play Rudolph. And, I could see that. I'm okay with that one. And who would play Frosty... Um, maybe like Colin Farrell in a fat suit. I was going to say John Reese davies if he's alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the little, the little elf guy from Rudolph would be played by um, Chris Pratt. Yeah, but he's like, he's like jacked, but he, he's like, he still has the same haircut. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Shailen, who are you casting as uh, Mrs. Claus from Rudolph in this live action gritty reboot? It, it's unfortunately for everyone because nobody wants to see this. It's Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> all floppy and boneless i was reading on twitter i forget who posted it but it was a thread of like times that crowds have cheered in the movie theater and some guy posted that <laughs> it, during the opening weekend of dark night there's that scene where where maggie gyllenhaal spoiler she blows up and the whole theater apparently like applauded <laughs> <laughs> so i could see it yeah. In her defense, uh, the the character is also terrible. Sure, but so is she. Mm. So that's not very heroic at all, Bruce. You're right. You're right. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're not here to talk about Maggie Gyllenhaal. Although we do want to hear from you at Watchbots Pod on Twitter with your Rankin Bassiverse uh, casting. Hit us up with hashtag um, the uh, d- dark reindeer. <laughs> uh, uh, rank that ass. <laughs> Yes, hashtag or rank dad ass, one or the other. Yeah. yeah. Rankin dad ass. <laughs> now, for the special we are nominally talking about here, it originally aired for the very first time on December 7th, 1969. Huh? I sure do wish I knew what was happening then, Ben. <laughs> wow. Thank you for that softball pitch. Hey, Ben. Yes. I got your little. I got your little present. Open it up. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, uh, what's that? Uh, oh, I, oh, 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 it's a. It's oh, a little oh. bit of context. Thank you. Ooh, what were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. Nineteen sixty-nine is a long time ago. It's over half a century. Do you want to know some things that were happening in the world in nineteen sixty-nine? Yes, a hundred years ago. A million years ago. There was no coronavirus back then, huh? Certainly Omicron not. was but an apple of Donald Trump's eye. 1969 was the year of the, the moon landing. Mm-hmm. 1969 was also the year that the Beatles did their live performance on top of that building. Their last live show. And they released Abbey Road, their last album. Until uh, Get Back. Is that the name of their new thing? I mean, they've. there's been a ton of releases. I mean, of then, course. But... Huh? It's like it's Tupac. Top movie of that year was Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. But the top song, I think, is what really speaks to 1969 culture. Was it Frosty the Snowman? It was Aquarius. Oh. <laughs> oh. 
Oh. It was somehow Guy Lombardo's version of Aquarius, <laughs> though, not the original recording. I, oh, the, the lounge version. <laughs> I was just reminded that when I was a kid, we, for whatever reason, we had the Billboard Top 10 Hits of 1969, but it was only that year. Sure. We didn't have any of the other parts of that collection. Crimson and Clover was also in the Top 10, that song. Okay. That, or that year. Great songs all over 1969. If Spotify Wrapped existed back then, everybody would have been on Crimson and Clover. Over and over. What was, so your, uh, what was your number one song for Wrapped this year? Oh, for Spotify Wrapped? Yeah. Um, it was um, that the Weekend song. A bl- blinding uh, Lights? No, oh. save, save Your Tears. Oh. I listened to it 23 times. <laughs> uh, my top... My top Spotify artists this year are uh, both insane and on brand. Uh, it was The Weeknd, Fleetwood Mac, Slipknot somehow, <laughs> and like Newfound Glory. So kicking the hits up in 2021 right here. Shailen, what was yours? Have you checked? I just opened it up to look right now. I have no idea. It's The, the wrapped animation is like six minutes long. So just click to the end. Okay. Mine was, I also listened to this song 23 times, but I think I listened to it more, was Hold On by Wilson Phillips. That okay. That's my number one song. <laughs> okay. And then bookending a couple ones in the middle was You Sexy Thing by Hot Chocolate. I don't know that I trust that Spotify list, by the way, because I went to my top songs playlist and I hit shuffle. And the first song that came up was My Sharona. <laughs> I don't think I listened to My Sharona in like a decade. Um, all of my top, or the four top artists are because of our kid and my number five was queen were, were kids bop no it's uh michael gia something who's the composer for spider-man okay christoph beck who is the composer for frozen okay alvin silvestri who alan they say alvin yeah the, the chipmunk composer of course uh alan silvestri who did the avengers uh and nerd out which is a band that is loosely associated with a bunch of Avengers spinoff songs. Boy, and they're all fucking bad. Uh, <laughs> they're terrible. Terrible. My top songs, Thunder by... Um, ACDC. No. Lightning Imagine and, Dragons. Imagine oh, Dragons. Oh, 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 okay. Number two, Can't Stop That Feel of Justin Timberlake. Love it. Number three, Far From Home from Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. Number four, Gotta Go Fast, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> that's five. just a personal choice though <laughs> number five is god of thunder which is a nerd out song yeah. so wow great hot, stuff hot stuff great stuff and you know it's nice now that spotify wrapped is out you look at twitter you look at facebook people are going to be posting real funny jokes for the next two weeks and boy they're all just going to be real winners we're recording this on the day that bullshit came out which means by the time this posts people will be like 10 days sick of those jokes <laughs> I love it. Now, let's get into Frosty the Snowman here. So the first thing you see is one James Durante, and he's drawn in caricature style, but I could see him fitting in in like a Lipton brisk iced tea commercial from 1993 pretty easily. But I think that those commercials are based on him in, in Frosty, aren't they? No, I thought no. the commercials were based off of Rocky and his trainer, Mickey. <laughs> and like Frank Sinatra. And not at all frosty. And celebrity deathmatch on MTV. <laughs> yeah, but sure, we'll go with they. That commercial was inspired by the kids' cartoon special Just with the saying. narrator. Anyway, this is the first thing you hear. I suppose it all started with the snow. 
You see, it is a very special kind of snake. And right from that first line, you know that you're in for a bunch of bullshit because there are so many holiday specials that start off with, oh, there's magic in the air, or there's holiday specials, and enemies are friends, and people like snow. And the thing is, all that stuff is irritating, and snow also sucks. (laughs) (laughs) So you're fucking wrong, Jimmy Durante. I'll say that. You are wrong, my man. I see you guys don't agree. I do agree. I can't. I have nothing to say okay. to you other than. Oh, you looked like you were about to say something. Uh, it, snow loses is all loses all its magic when you have to shovel it. it mm-hmm. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. So you see a school, and there's kids in a school, and they all have enormous feet. They're all like sideshow Bob with the size of these feet. It's crazy. They're also all wearing like skirts and yeah, what the penny fuck? knickers and. <laughs> Weird gear. School on children kids. from the sixties. Yeah, yeah. It, How but, dare but, they? But it's cold out. Shouldn't they be wearing like pants and like snowsuits? Why do you think our parents complain about having to walk to school uphill both ways, carrying a hot potato in each hand in the snow? I mean, because they all had to dress like this. Okay, I guess I could see that. Yeah, hmm. I guess so. Like... Snowsuits and neoprene; those are new technology. We, no, we also know that it's Christmas upstate story New York. Had. Christmas, uh, Christmas story had. They were in snowsuits. I know. I was joking. But that was a different time. That was like the 30s. Oh, sure. And then snowsuits went out of fashion. Yeah. Now you're in the swing in 60s, baby. Right, right, right. Uh, right love-ins right. and Freedom. Free, free peace. And, and hair. Yeah. Fucking Jerry Garcia was sweeping the land. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Jerry Garcia was around in 69. I mean, he was alive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the kids are in school. It's Christmas Eve. But they're having their Christmas Eve party, and the teacher has given the kids a real treat here. I've hired Professor Hinkle, the magician. (laughs) If I was in grade school and my teacher had hired a magician, I would have been delighted. (laughs) 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 That sounds fantastic. I don't know that I've ever seen a magician like at a holiday party i know my dad's work parties when we were kids there was a juggler every well, year it doesn't have to be a holiday party i had I think one he had a rabbit soon after i graduated from school and got my first job they had the, they had a holiday party and there was a guy walking around i didn't know a lot of people there there was this guy walking around and he had like this mickey mouse tie on and a short sleeve yellow button down shirt mm-hmm. and i was like who is this guy is he new like why is he wearing a mickey mouse tie like no one wears ties to work. This is so strange. And then he just all of a sudden asked people to like pick a card. And then he started doing like riddles. And then he started like pulling things out from behind people's ear. Okay. Bananas. They hired. It's charming. They hired a magician to come to our holiday office party. But he was like a kid's show magician. He wasn't like like a magician for like. <laughs> I, adult sounds weird, but like it, I was going to say, wh- yeah. I'm trying to picture what those tricks would he look was, like. He was not a master illusionist, like you would find in the Mark Summers Magical Mystery Hour. Mm-hmm. He was just like a kid's magician, and he most of his tricks were actually riddles. So I started calling him out on it. I said, yeah. "These aren't magic tricks," <laughs> and he got really mad at me, and then I had to leave the room. You should be called a, a riddle magician. Yeah, the uh, enigma magician. <laughs> Oh, oh God. 
Oh, folks, sorry for the distraction. I just watched a man put another man through a flaming table. Real exciting stuff. That's the holidays for you, though. But like if a magician, I don't know, I I would love to watch a magician at like the Magic Castle. It's a lifelong dream for me. Does it still exist? Yeah. Okay. It absolutely does. Anyway, so Professor Hinkle is a bad magician, right? And you can tell he's bad because he fumbles his tricks, and you also get this Rankin-Bass, you know, cacophony of sound effects. A lot of goofball Foley work on this show. He's a bad magician, but I wouldn't say that anything he does here, you could construe it as evil. Yeah, yeah, he's just kind of uh, a nincompoop. Yeah, so, you know, spoiler, he's the antagonist for this this whole special. And later on, he becomes, like, cartoonishly evil, which, sure, it's a cartoon. I guess that makes sense. Because but obviously. Here, he's just kind of feckless. Like, he's just nothing. I don't know. What is he a professor of? Magic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> obviously. Literature? That's why he's so bad at magic. Oh, don't go oh, there. Oh. Philosophy. That's why he's such a dipshit. Take that philosophy majors. He's a professor of cartography. (laughs) But he's so bad that the children start to boo, and he literally waves the white flag. It's quite a moment. Missy, missy, missy. I guess the kids don't boo so much as they like mew like kittens. It's very odd. A lot of weird background stuff going on here. So he has a cat. Or he has a cat. He has a rabbit named Hocus Pocus who lives inside his hat. And Professor Hinkle is so mad that he goes to throw the hat into the garbage. Because the rabbit's not coming out. Because the rabbit is being an asshole and not listening. Yeah. That rabbit's high as fuck, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's abused. What do you expect from him? He's fucking smoking trees all day long. Good so for him. He... Throws the hat toward the garbage. Hat doesn't make it to the garbage. Hocus Pocus is in the hat. You see his adorable little bunny feet, and it hops out of the room. And then the school bell rings, and the children run outside, where they love snow. Hey, look at this snow! Yeah, it's cold and snowy. Yeah, it's the best kind of snow too. It's the best kind of snow. I love snow. And for the majority of the kids, they didn't bother putting them in coats still. So it's snowing like like a blizzard out there. It's dark, but they're just wearing the same like short sleeves and, you know, like skirts and kerchiefs that they were wearing inside the building. (laughs) No one said they were going to a school with responsible adults. And that comes up later, too. (laughs) That's true. That's true. The special what stands out to me is just the amount of shitty background dialogue that they have oh it's we're gonna yes. yeah it's there's it's, more there's more to come yeah oh yeah it's so good in like a like a car wreck sort of way i love it <laughs> but you can feel like where's frosty you know like really you're like two minutes in and i'm already getting sick of it and i'm like where the fuck is frosty but now the kids start to build a snowman oh, and here he comes <laughs> there's snowman when i build a snowman and i've built some snowmen in my day they're the balls, right? It's a big ball, and then it's a ball, and then it's a ball, right? Sure. There's three balls. The head well, is the, the top ball. A lot of balls. And as we all know... The head is the most difficult part. Ask anyone. 
okay. I, the head is the most difficult part, I guess. Anyone. But their snowman Why? is not balls. It's built like, I don't know, like a hulking man. <laughs> like it's got arms and distinct legs. It's, and it's man crazy. snow. They had a lot of snow. I guess it, you'd have to pack it really well for him to have like the groin triangle, you know? And they build that snowman really quickly. Like even fast. If you're it was very just, fast. Even if you're just putting the, the three balls on top of each other, like that is super fast. But then they carve it into a snowman. Mm-hmm. A literal Not, man. Yeah. A man made out of snow. And they say that the head is the hardest part. And you can ask anyone. But I would argue that naming the snowman is an even bigger ordeal. Mm-hmm. Let's listen in on that. Oatmeal. Oatmeal. How about Frosty? Frosty? Yeah, Frosty it Frosty. is. Frosty the snowman. Yay! I have a theory. Uh, Frosty. That this doesn't take place in upstate New York. It takes place on like jupiter and that these are these are aliens portraying our children like the way that they talk is so strange it's because they hired two voice actors to play six children i know but it's like they've never heard a child speak before it's wild in 1969 children were not allowed to speak unless they were spoken to milford men all of them indeed or so i've heard which is weird. They should have named him Oatmeal the Snowman is the point I'm getting to. <laughs> I love, along with the background dialogue, there's also the noises they make when they are straining themselves or mm-hmm. or something. Like, there's like they just do this like, <laughs> no, it sounds like Sam Kennison just. We've got a couple later <laughs> on. Yeah, pretending sure. to be a kid. It's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. I've never heard anybody do that noise. <laughs> like, any child make that noise. Uh, doing the things that these kids are doing. So they have built Frosty. They have named Frosty. And it's like the end of the Grinch. Like they, they join hands around Frosty and they start singing Frosty the Snowman. Now here's what I wonder. We're in 1969. Mm-hmm. Are they living in a world where that song was released and that's why they named him Frosty? Because how else would they have known that song and the rhythm all together so fast? And if the answer is, it's a Rankin-Bass cartoon. It doesn't matter. You are fucking wrong, and you should go to hell. Well, they're in a universe where they are supposed to sing Oatmeal the Snowman, <laughs> but then they came up with a better name and sang Oatmeal the Snowman, but with Frosty in its place. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would That's Oatmeal true. the Snowman have ranked number one in upstate New York in 1969? Oatmeal the Snowman would not have ranked number one anywhere because it's a shitty name for a snowman. No, no, Oatmeal the Snowman is a wonderful name. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That little weird kid was on to something. Oatmeal? 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 So they're singing the song. I counted. They, they sing the song eight times on this show. Uh, or 26 or, minutes. Or parts of the song. Yeah. Well, we're going to come to a theme here. I don't think there was 26 minutes of content in this special. What? <laughs> so they start singing the song. And then all of a sudden, Hocus Pocus jumps out of the school. Hinkle's chasing him. Hinkle is chasing his hat. The hat blows in the wind. And it hits Frosty's head, and you see an immediate transformation. Frosty is now alive. And if you were a snowman, what would your first words be? Happy birthday. That's right. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday! That hat brought Frosty to life. It must be magic. 
magic. My hack magic. We're all sharing a, a similar hallucination together. We all... Our teacher laced our something with drugs. See, I told you, it's Jupiter. The, the oxygen is thinner. They're just not thinking clearly. It's insane that Frosty's first words are happy birthday. Yeah. It's insane that nobody is like, oh, God. Oh, he's alive. <laughs> Holy shit. He's alive. We love him. Run. It's just, it's crazy, crazy business. But they found that old silk hat and Frosty begins to dance around. Although they should have placed it on his head, just saying. That's true. They do later, but mm. that's a fair point. Muller, uh, he diverted from the script a little bit. So Creative liberties. Yeah. So Professor Hankel, now seeing that there is magic in that old cell cat, somehow, the magic is, by the way, never explained or even remotely explained. I thought it was because of the Christmas snow that Jimmy Durante <laughs> talks about. Santa tries to explain the Christmas snow as well. I guess that's as good as explanation as any, but... It's so baffling, but like just... Just go along for the ride. Just go, along, go along for the sleigh ride. Listen, we wrote the song 20 years ago. It's in there. We got to account for it. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> but so he wants the hat back is the point. But you can't take that hat back. It brought Frosty to life. You saw it happen. And they're like, you threw it in the trash. It's not your hat anymore. And to that, I would say, no, no, that's that's ridiculous. Because one, the hat never made it to the trash, and he was still chasing after the hat, which is very clearly his hat. It's his hat. Possession is nine tenths of the law, Ben. Yes, and that's that's what the kids are arguing. But Hinkle wants the hat back. That rightfully is, is rightfully his. Yeah. So we're, we'll get back to that in a second. He thinks that the hat will make him a millionaire magician. Which, again, given that there's like six magicians in any time that are making a living as magicians is, is a pretty funny concept. Also, he... <laughs> he could had, have been the next amazing Jonathan. He had his hat prior to this and was unable to perform any kind of magic. Right, so, yeah, but now it now it may, brings snowmen to life? Now it's magic. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it touched the Christmas snow. It, there's magic in that snow. It yeah. makes enemies friends, or so I've been told. So he takes the hat off, and Frosty dies. <laughs> he goes back to being a snowman. And here is where the theme of obsession comes into play. Aw, oh, Frosty, we don't care what grown-ups say. We know you did come to life. We know, Frosty. We just know. And the main girl, Karen, starts hugging the snowman. And mind you, Frosty had been alive for approximately 15 seconds and said the words, Happy birthday. And they are, it's like they lost a parent. They... <laughs> I mean, to be fair, none of them appear to have an actual parent, but that's separate from this this point where they say it doesn't matter what the the grown-ups say. We saw mm -hmm. it. What fucking grown-ups, children? No one has poo-pooed your claims. Even the adult who's with you, whose hat you stole, saw magic happen, and he was like, hey, that's pretty fucking cool. Give me back my hat. Give me, Give me my money-making hat back. I love my money-making hat. For me, it's... <laughs> It's just a hat with a dollar sign on it. You know? Yeah, a big dollar what sign. What does your money-making hat look like, Shailen? My money-making hat doesn't exist. Okay. I don't wear a hat to make money. That's very profound. Dave, what does your money-making hat look like? Um, It's a little beret. <laughs> okay. And I, I sell French pastries. Okay. And okay. people love them. 
That's delightful, especially yeah. this time of year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the kids are sad over Frosty. Professor Hinkle leaves. Jimmy Durante starts singing Frosty the Snowman. And then we cut to commercial. We come back. Professor Hinkle is walking down the street. We get old Jimmy giving us some more narration that I don't quite understand. Now, of course, the hat did belong to Frosty and the children. Is he saying did or didn't? It did. Did. I want to listen to it one more time. Now, of course, the hat did belong to Frosty and the children. The hat did belong to Frosty <laughs> and the children. Because I could hear didn't there as well, which is the actual answer. If you want to argue that the hat belongs to the snowman, I'll hear your argument. There's not a world in which it belonged to the children. You're correct. Like, if you want to say that by the hat blowing onto his head, it became <laughs> Frosty's irreparable <laughs> position that he owned that hat forever, sure. Those children didn't even touch that hat. True. Jimmy Durante's biased. These shitty kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. The problem with Jimmy Durante, the narrator, is not Jimmy Durante. It's it's what he narrates. Because they're like, it's like the show knows that there are logic holes. And they're mm -hmm. like, fuck, well, we can't ride around him. We'll just have Jimmy Durante plug, <laughs> plug those holes in. It'll be fine. And they're like, yeah, of course, you know, that did belong to the children. Okay, there's no question. Please don't He's question the it. duct tape trying to keep the roof on the shack. See, but right. you say that he tried to plug those holes in, and I mean, I'm sure he did, but that's actually not true because instead of plugging them in, they just say things and don't try to plug them in. They just move on. He just he acknowledges <laughs> it's a thing and that's supposed to somehow fix it. It's yeah, like yeah. if you walked by a house that was being built and they hadn't put a roof on and you walked by the house and you were like, of course. That house has a roof, and you just kept walking when it's plainly clear that no, that's that's not true. Like that's not well, fixing the, the problem. That's not shelter, sir. If anything, but, that's bringing attention to it. But like the builders of the house are like, Jimmy, just just tell them, gaslight them into thinking that the roof is there. Okay. The king in no clothes. That or the new clothes. Is, now is Jimmy the Durante Emperor. playing Jimmy Durante, or is he playing? Yes. But is a, he a narrator named Jimmy Durante? Yeah, or like you know, is he <laughs> an alternate version of Jimmy Durante? What's the deal? Inquiring minds want to know. According to IMDb, he's playing himself. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So, Hocus Pocus, back in the hat, jumps off Hinkle's head, runs away. Back in the habit. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just like just like the sister act, and he puts the hat back on Frosty. And happy birthday. <laughs> hey, I said my first words, but, but snowmen can talk. Snowmen can talk and they can also move and juggle and sweep and count. And have innate knowledge that human beings are supposed to develop from infancy, but just it's all there complete. And he can <laughs> yeah, be he impressed was, he, with like, his own abilities. They like plugged him into the matrix and he just downloaded all the information. All of it, yeah. Could. And like if you if you remember that Star Trek The Next Generation episode where they're they're talking about if, if data is alive or not, Frosty does meet all of those definition of sentience. So he is alive. Hmm. <laughs> Let there be no doubt. So he's alive. He can talk somehow. And you know what they do? They sing Frosty the Snowman and start dancing. <laughs> Five minutes in. The third time you're hearing this fucking song. So Frosty, like he juggles, he uses a broom. It's just, it's bizarre, man. And it's snowing outside. It is snowing. It is nighttime on Christmas Eve. 
probably cold, right? One would think in upstate New York in the snow, it's probably chilly. Except at, for us. At its highest, probably 40 degrees. <laughs> Frosty goes, uh-oh. <laughs> I, I don't know if he says he's sweaty or something, but he's like, oh, I'm getting all slushy here. How warm is it? Is there a thermometer? <laughs> Karen says, yeah, there's a thermometer on the building. And you know what Frosty doesn't like, Shailen? Warmth. I'm going to let the man tell you himself. Oh, I was afraid of that. The thermometer's getting red. I hate red thermometers. I hate Why, red thermometers. <laughs> he sounds so much like Mo Howard from the Three Stooges there. He sounds like a drunk. Frosty sounds like a drunk. Yeah, that's true too. I'm just going to go out and say well, that. Well, he did just learn how to speak, so maybe cut him some slack. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> but what happens is this red thermometer is insane. <laughs> it's, oh, I hate red thermometer. Thermometer. And it goes up to almost 80 degrees. Like the thermometer just instantly climbs <laughs> from its lowest to its highest. It, oh my God. It's like the snow should have been melting. They should have all been really, really hot. Maybe that's why they didn't bother with snowsuits because they knew it was just going <laughs> to. It's like it's 300 degrees. Yes. A like, season of solar flares in 1969. As if perhaps instead of taking place in New York. This takes place in the pits of hell. Or Jupiter. Or Jupiter, which is very hot. Everybody knows that. Sheila, what was the top song on Jupiter in 1950, the Christmas season? Jingle Bells. I'm talking about the northwest portion of Jupiter. Well, it's hard to tell because there's, so there's so many moons around Jupiter, yeah. Ben. They all have their different uh, records. Mm. All I was saying the is that there's know. a possibility that it, they weren't all top 10 nationwide. That's all I was saying. <laughs> the point of this is that they use this fucking dumb, flimsy thermometer thing to be like, we got to put Frosty on a train to the North Pole, where it's always cold. Somehow Frosty knows this? Yeah, no, he's, he's down. Oh, I got to get to the North Pole. Now get me a fifth of Jack. <laughs> I'm fucking thirsty, kids. <laughs> because the, song, <laughs> the song talks about a parade. They're like, let's have a parade on the way to the train station. And you're like, what? What? Like, what is going on? So they start marching through the town where everybody's horrified. Rightfully so. Yes, of course. A man loses half a mustache. A derelict hangs himself. They're playing hopscotch. But they meet a cop. And they only pause a moment. They only pause a moment for the the policeman to say stop. And this isn't the whole interaction between the cop and the gang, but this will give you the gist. Oh, you want it? Ticket-wise, guy? I'd love one. To the North Pole, please. Huh? You've got to excuse him, sir. You see, he just came to life, and he doesn't know much about such things. Oh, well, okay, if he just came to life. <laughs> oh, officer Stereotype, please exactly. don't give me a ticket. Thank you. Officer McGinty. Okay, snowman, where are you going? <laughs> he threatened to give Frosty the Snowman a ticket. That's the movie I wanted to see. For jaywalking, probably. <laughs> cops hate jaywalking. How dare you hold a parade without a permit? So after about 45 minutes of marching, they finally make it to the train station. And they go, one ticket to the North Pole, please. And the train ticket seller guy, Chalen, I'm sure he has a funny job title that you know. Conductor? He's the train. No, because the conductor's on the train. Hmm. The, the train swing. I love it. He does lots of sound effects and he makes up this complicated route, but you can get to the North Pole 
from upstate New York. So you can get there from here, if you were wondering. Clearly, they're not in Maine. He quotes them a price of $3,000.04. Now, listeners, don't worry. I did the conversion. Apply inflation to that. That's a $22,609.76 train ticket. Because they have to build part of the train track to get to the North Pole proper Mm -hmm. because there is no... Yeah, they have to cross Hudson Bay. Yeah, yeah. And the kids don't have $3,000. Yeah, supply chain issues, et cetera, et cetera. And, And everybody's very sad. Layabouts. Not having jobs. Oh, Frosty. You just can't melt. Oh, Karen. Don't you get all slushy, too. Oh, Frosty. Mind you, again, Christmas Eve, going to be cold for at least two more months. Yep. Maybe three. Anyway. I guess the lake effect wasn't so bad back in 1969 because the, <laughs> the antifreeze hadn't made the, the water constant liquid yet. I guess, yeah. I mean, you know, global warming, not even a concern back then. The ozone was complete. Maybe Rankin and Bass is ahead of their time. <laughs> They're pointing out global warming concerns? Yeah. Yeah. Seems a little high-minded, but I'll buy it. Fortunately, because the show has to continue, it does. It can't end with Frosty dying here, they point, Hocus Pocus in particular, points at a train, and it's a refrigerated boxcar. How the fuck the children know that it's a refrigerated boxcar beyond me? I have an answer to that. Okay, well, great. Ooh, go, go for it. They're in this weird-ass town with no adults. They know what, what the trains have for various cars. Like, this is, this is a hobby for them. They know which, oh, that's the one that they transport the dead bodies on right there. <laughs> the, kids, the kids have ridden the rails before? That's correct. <laughs> okay. so they don't a, play stickball or soccer. They just ride the rails. They ride the rails. <laughs> okay. It's a town full of hobos and vagrants. It's a de- delightful <laughs> pastime. Child, or, uh, and orphans. A rite of passage is making your uh, your own f- your first bindle. <laughs> it would explain why Karen is so ready, willing, and able to jump on this train. Her mom won't mind. How do they know it's going to the North Pole or, or North? <laughs> That's a great question, Dave. Because the Thank train you. ticket that the trainsmen quoted them had like seventy five switchovers. But I guess it doesn't matter as long as it's a refrigerated boxcar. You can go anywhere. You yeah. go. To, you can go to fucking Orlando, Florida. But if that boxcar is refrigerated, you're golden, baby. It's true. Nothing happened to you there. But it's not just any refrigerated boxcar. If you're going to go, you might as well go in style. It's full of ice cream and frozen Christmas cakes. I feel like that last part of the line was an ad lib. It's full of ice cream and frozen Christmas cakes. (laughs) What did that add? Can either of you explain to me what a Christmas cake is and why frozen Christmas cakes would exist? Yeah, it's the, uh, the Christmas tree cakes from Hostess. Yeah, those are but little Debbie. Frozen because they have to be preserved all year round. Aren't there weird, like shake cakes shaped like Christmas trees? Isn't there like a whole economy on the Food Network about this? Is there? Yeah. Okay. They call them Christmas cakes. They're fruit cakes. Okay, fruit cake is frozen. Shouldn't be frozen. But I mean, hey, hey, it's got to get where it's going. Maybe it's like an ice cream cake. Yeah. Frozen Christmas cakes. Okay. <laughs> Oatmeal. Oatmeal? The the voice actor ad-libbed it in there like, fuck, now we have to go back and animate a a fucking Christmas cake. What the hell is a Christmas cake? The Christmas cake is waving gently in the breeze. It's very subtle. (laughs) But it's there. For some reason, Hocus Pocus goes with Frosty, as does Karen. And Frosty's like, is your mother going to be okay with this? And Karen's like, sure, as long as I get home before dinner. 
And Frosty, because he's an infant, is he's fine with this. I would like to posit here mm-hmm. that in terms of the tale of obsession, Hocus Pocus the bunny is obsessed with that hat. I okay. think that it might be his romantic life partner. I mean, it's his home. Right. So he feels some attachment to it for sure. That's. I don't think he gives a shit about Frosty. I think he's after that hat too. Is this really a tale of Hocus Pocus and not Frosty the Snowman? <laughs> I think that would be a better, a better special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was Hocus Pocus's life before? And where's he going? And what's his plan? And why is he hanging out with all these children in this weird animated and, and on? And how could outfit? he communicate so well? I, I just imagine he's like a, a, a Cheech and Chong kind of character. Just okay. kind of like every movie just kind of floats and flits around sure into various misadventures has no real bearing on the on he's the, like a mr bean yeah okay yeah. rowan atkinson so the train starts to leave they start singing the song again and it's like the, the don't you cry i'll be back again someday part because again every line in the song needs to be represented in this story but who shows up but fucking professor hinkle himself oh and up until this point, he has seemed like a nincompoop, but here's where he starts to show his true colors. So he jumps He's gonna show not onto the back of the train, colors. but he latches himself onto the bottom of the train, which doesn't seem too bright when he could have just climbed on the back. But he said something here that, it, I don't know, it, you, you, like you have to hear it to believe it. Think nasty. Think nasty. Think nasty. Why? Professor Hinkle, if you're nasty. I was going to say. <laughs> what, like, what, why would that be the line? <laughs> Bizarre. He's trying to be a nasty bad guy to steal that hat back. Like, does he have to think <laughs> nasty to hold on to the train? Like, oh, God. Oh, yeah, I'm a nasty bad guy. Take off those socks. I want to turn on your feet. It's fucking weird. Gross. So we come back. <laughs> we get some more Jimmy Durante narration. Now, actually... A refrigerated boxcar is a splendid way to travel. Thanks, Jimmy. Oh, it's a splendid way to travel. (laughs) That is, of course, unless you are a little girl wearing a skirt, because Karen is literally freezing to death. (laughs) And Frosty goes, "Uh uh-oh, I gotta get Karen off this train. I gotta get Karen someplace warm. (sighs) I gotta get her to a red thermometer. I need a bottle of Merlot. So... (laughs) The train stops and Frosty cradles Karen in his snowman arms, thus making her colder and carries her off the train where they're in the middle of a blizzard. Hinkle curses his name as he's still on the train. And um, yeah, so like they're not in a better situation is the point. I like it. Like there's other carts or cars on that train. Karen mm-hmm. could have gotten one. Frosty could have stayed in the refrigerator cart. Yep. When the train stopped, they could have got out together and said, hey, how was your ride? It was always pretty good. Frosty, how was your ride? Oh, I had too many gin and tonics. <laughs> Needed more booze. There's a bar cart in the back of this one. They said cash only. I, I guess, why, why wouldn't it have been cash only in 1969? That's not the point. It, it's an open bar. <laughs> it's true. Someone shared with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now they're in the forest. They're walking around. And Frosty, again, he's trying to get Karen warm. But But I can't make a fire. Oh, boy. That's one thing I really can't do. The other thing is blow clean on the breathalyzer. (laughs) (laughs) You can't drive a car. (laughs) Sorry, Karen. Another thing is staying dry. (laughs) 
how dry I am. <laughs> so, um, so they're in a forest. Karen is, you know, certainly going to be losing a few fingers and toes here. But then they come across an interesting place. Now, up to this point, the only real magic had been in Frosty's hat and that old silk hat they found. Right. But here, we're going down the Rudolph path and we're going to introduce a little bit more magic. That suddenly they came upon a tiny glint which seemed almost magical. For it was Christmas Eve and the woodland animals were all decorating for their big celebration. <laughs> the woodland animals are decorating for their big celebration and the woodland animals they act like animals they are animals but for some reason they could decorate a christmas tree and they have ribbons and they have ribbons and like bells and shit i ever since the south park episode with the animals i can't watch this without hearing the south park voices screaming about the blood orgy now give me give me a south park voice oh i can't do that oh Best Cartman. Come on. It's good. Um. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. I'm good. I just, I like this idea of this magical forest. Like It's very pleasant. <laughs> like we needed to, you could tell that they were like, well, okay, we got to the part where he's like, all right, kids, I'll be back someday. But we're n- two n- minutes in. Now we got to get him somewhere. So let, <laughs> let's have him go to this forest. And <laughs> what he does is he tells Hocus Pocus to go talk to the other animals and say, like, we have to build a fire. But as if the snowman walking into their camp with a little girl wouldn't have been message enough. Like, would that have spooked the animals? Would they have assumed that he had killed Karen, perhaps? They need the rabbit to translate. And of course, what's the best way for a rabbit to translate to woodland animals? Pantomime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe the animals. Maybe this is the same universe as Jack Frost, okay. the serial killing snowman. Sure. And they've, you know, Frosty knows about him and that maybe the animals are aware of him. So he's just being cautious. Perhaps, perhaps. So the thing that I wasn't expecting the cartoon to address is how the animals would build a fire, but it expressly does. It shows the animals <laughs> rubbing sticks together <laughs> and starting a fire somehow. We got to fill time quick. What does it look like when a squirrel lights a fire? We're seven seconds short. So now Karen is by the fire and Frosty's staying far away. And Frosty's like, we got to do something. We got we to gotta get Karen home. And Hocus Pocus suggests calling the Marines. He suggests calling the president. But no good. And then he suggests going to see Santa, and then Frosty sends him off. And it's at this point that I realized just how useless Frosty is. Oh, yeah. You know, like, the story is named after him, but he's not a heroic character in any way. Like, he comes to life, and the, and the kids go, hey, you have to go to the North Pole. And he goes, okay. <laughs> he, has, he has no agency. The main no. character of the show has no agency. He almost kills Karen multiple times. I guess he's he does. Mean to the bunny. He's mean to the bunny. He sends the bunny to do errands. I guess he rescues Karen that one time, and he, then he dies like, like a an giant idiot. baby, though. Like, yeah, he, that- he is. She wouldn't have need rescuing if he hadn't been around. There's a whole web of logic there that I don't know that I'm willing to go tangle myself in with you on that. If one. he never existed, she wouldn't have needed rescuing. Is that right. what you're saying, Shailen? Yeah, because she wouldn't have been freezing to death if she wasn't trained. But to then get she the wouldn't have known about Christmas home. magic. Wow. Listeners, Ben just waggled his finger right yeah. in my face about that. I'll fucking do it again, Ooh, too. He's heated. Fucking mansplaining Frosty. Unlike Frosty. 
I'm heated. Ha. <laughs> oh, the only thing hot that I want is a hot toddy. <laughs> okay. So he sends Hocus away. Karen is alone by the fire. Apparently the the animals had too much like nut juice to drink or whatever because they're all gone. <laughs> the celebration is just over. Say that again. <laughs> nut juice. Gross. What else would an animal drink? Water, ben. It's frozen. Water. water. They, can't, they can't drink water. It's frozen outside. They have a fire. They could have water. Can't they no. just eat the snow? Yes. No, it would stick in their adorable whiskers. They're drinking <laughs> n- nut juice, and it's delicious. So Karen is by herself. Frosty is. And so Frosty kept a silent vigil. He's keeping a silent vigil. He can't even talk to Karen. They're so far away. And then all of a sudden, who shows up? A Professor Hinkle. Oh, and boy. That rascal. He picks Karen up and he's like, give me the hat. And Frosty goes, oh, that's the one thing I can't do. But then all of a sudden, Frosty's one talent comes into play. And it's not dancing. It's not sweeping. It's what not, is it, Ben? It's not getting warm. Tell us. I'm actually not sure what he says. You see, Frosty, since he was made of snow himself, was the fastest belly whopper in the world. Belly Whopper? Belly Waffler? Belly Whopper. Belly Whopper. What does that mean? He goes sledding on his belly. I'm going to look up Belly Whopper on my browser. I'm sure I'm going to open that a safe one. Oh, wait a minute. Belly Whopper Frosty is one of the first things that comes up. Uh, You can get a shirt on Amazon that says Frosty is the fastest belly whopper in the world. Okay. (laughs) What? (laughs) You can get it in a tank top form? Okay. I'm going to look up what is a belly whopper. Maybe I should have Urban Dictionary it. A dive in which the abdomen bears the main force of impact with the water. Synonyms. Belly flop. Belly flopper. Belly. Well, I'm not going to say that one. Uh, <laughs> belly waffler. Interesting. Okay. So Frosty. <laughs> Karen jumps on Frosty's back and he basically acts as a toboggan as they sled away. Right. And because Frosty's made of snow, there's no friction. And so he can go real fast. He's like that part in... Uh, National Lampoon, where Clark Griswold's on the greased up saucer. You yeah, know? With the, uh, the the non goes. the non was it the nonstick varnish or something. Yeah, yeah. and and Randy yeah. Quaid goes bingo, and then it always cuts to commercial there. It sure does. <laughs> and he says bingo. We all like that. Part. Oh, you mean the the trailer line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We wrote this specifically for the trailer. Bingo, bingo. <laughs> They escape. Uh, Professor Hinkle has to trudge his way down the hill, and they land at a building. And Jimmy Durante comes back, and he, again, says something that is not 100% true. And now it was Frosty's good fortune that right at the bottom of the hill was a tiny greenhouse. (laughs) Frosty's good fortune, not the way that I would have described that situation. Uh, Karen's Karen's good fortune. Karen's good fortune. Although Karen, again, was fine by this point she had gotten warm they took her away from the fire they spent yeah she woke up and she went (laughs) (laughs) frosty they spent six and a half hours telling you that frosty can't go anywhere warm but it's his good fortune that he's at a greenhouse where they make it fabulous poinsettias for the boys and the girls they're grown in the christmas magic soil i guess it's his good fortune because he found a place to put the girl so that he isn't in jail for murdering her i guess i don't know (laughs) but karen (laughs) apparently is so weak here that she can't walk into the greenhouse 
Frosty could place her outside the greenhouse and she could like, I don't know, like dead ass her way in there or something. But no, he has to carry her. And we get this. But you will melt. Just a little. I'll only stay inside for a minute. Besides, I've been meaning to take off a little weight anyway. Just dump Karen in the greenhouse and go back outside? Really resume your silent vigil. Yeah. <laughs> why do As they have to be together? As though he be silent, please. I don't know. I don't know why they have to be together. It's bizarre. It's like it's unnerving when Frosty starts to melt, and then he has like his gallows humor, and he's very stoic and accepting of death. It's weird. It's just weird. He doesn't know any better. It's weird. Because he's a weird baby. And Hocus Pocus is upset because he thought those poinsettias at first were, were, were cannabis. <laughs> One of that sticky icky. Yeah. And I ain't talking fruitcake. Around this time, Santa sees Hocus Pocus. Santa can speak rabbit. For what it's worth, this animated representation of Santa, not too bad. Looked okay. Yeah, it's all right. Looked all right. But that dastardly Professor Hinkle shows up. Uh-oh. And he slams the greenhouse door shut. And somehow that locked Frosty and Karen in there. The door locked from the outside and could not be opened from the inside is my read. I agree with you. And I believe that it's bad design because a gardener ostensibly could go in there and have the door slammed shut on themselves. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's... I'm going to say it. It's lazy writing, Romeo Muller. You're lazy. God rest your soul or whatever. I'm, I'm sure he's dead. It's ridiculous. And so you're, now- You're sure he's dead, Ben? Sounds like I'm pretty you're hoping sure. he's dead. You asshole. That guy <laughs> wrote a hoping. Christmas special. It's lasting for generations. You just dancing on his grave. Mm-hmm. Shame on you. Got me. Speaking of dancing on graves, Frosty, I'm sorry, Santa and Hocus Pocus get to the greenhouse. And they walk in, (laughs) and the camera is pointed up at Santa and Hocus Pocus. And they walk in, and you see that they are just completely repulsed. They're horrified at what they (laughs) see. (laughs) And it's like, it's kind of like that shot in Pulp Fiction where they open up the briefcase and they see like the big glowing object, except instead of being like amazed by it, they're repulsed, but it's that exact same angle. And what you see next is Karen on her knees sobbing over the puddle of dead Frosty with the hat. (laughs) (laughs) And if that wasn't enough, you get a very sad version of Jimmy Durante singing Frosty the Snowman over a montage of the 15 minutes of Frosty's (laughs) life. Did you record it? Did you get that? I didn't get the whole thing because it's pretty long, but I got a good section of it. So I think this is about 25, 30 seconds. But when they got inside... A terrible sight met their rise. She sounds like Boris and Natasha. Yes. Frosty, the snowman, was a happy, jolly soul. And it's shots of Frosty from the beginning of the show, like wiggling his ass around and jumping. (laughs) Don't you remember the fun we had with Frosty? Two minutes ago? That's my favorite thing that shows do, or one of my favorite things. Hey, remember this character we introduced? We're going to montage from five minutes ago, just in case you didn't remember. 
it's really something. It's delightful. My favorite part of that clip is just Karen sobbing for a good 20 seconds as well. Yeah. <laughs> What's this Christmas but a really upset little girl? So Santa's there and he's like, oh, fucking ho, 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 Karen. It's all good. And he tells an amazing story. You see, he was made out of Christmas snow and Christmas snow can never disappear completely. <laughs> oh, it sometimes goes away for almost a year at a time and takes the form of spring and summer rain. What the fuck was this? <laughs> what was he talking about? Ben, that's how water works. Are you familiar with the wheel of water, Ben? Yeah, come on. Yeah. The water cycle? There's magic in some of the molecules, but that's it. That's right. Is that's the right, I- Ben. idea here, let's take this back to Jurassic Park. Is the idea here that <laughs> always life comes back? Finds life a finds way. a way. Yeah. Magic. There was magic in the hat. Yes, like latent magic that mixed with the the frog DNA of Christmas snow is what enabled Frosty to come to life. Yes. Okay. So that's right. Frosty's a clone, Karen. A Christmas clone. <laughs> All Christmas snow is magic, but without another magical object, that magic is just dormant. Needs to be activated. The hat is a catalyst? It's a hatalyst? Yeah. Yes. The hat is like vinegar, and the Christmas snow is the baking soda. Okay. And Frosty's life is the horrible mess as they explode. Okay. Guess <laughs> so I can see that. <laughs> the outcome of this is that a tornado comes into the greenhouse and <laughs> whisks up the Frosty puddle and sends it outside where it immediately reforms into the unsettling frosty man shape. So there you go. And Hinkle is still there. And he's like, I want my hat. But Santa pulls a real power move. Here's what happens. No more trick cards or magic balls or... No more anything. Oh, that's not fair. Professor Hinkle has a point that it's not fair because it's his hat. But I am upset about his magic balls as well. Santa says, if you touch that hat, no more Christmas gifts for you ever. No Which more, would mean... No more magic balls. No more nut juice. That he was a, a good boy and he got Christmas gifts. So I don't think that he's actually that evil. Okay. That's why he had to think nasty. He had to, he had to think nasty. Because that's not his natural predilection. That's right. Yeah, the, He was so driven by greed. <laughs> they start singing the song again. Hinkle goes back to town. They put the hat on and Frosty goes, happy birthday. Get me an old fashioned. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I could use a gin and tonic, Karen. And then they get in Santa's sleigh. Santa only has four reindeer for some reason, which like it bugged me in a way that it probably shouldn't have, except Rankin Bass did a whole Rudolph thing where you know that there's more reindeer. Right. Like it would have been, would have been cool if Rudolph was there, like a nice wink to the metaverse. You know? A nice wink to the metaverse. Yeah. The Rankin Bassiverse. The RBCU. Yeah, that's fair. That's right. They get back to upstate New York. Karen says goodbye. Uh, oh. <laughs> Pardon me? Uh, oh. <laughs> that ostensibly is her being upset about leaving. Oh, Ben, did you just uh, took off your shirt? It's getting me all hot and bothered. Oh. <laughs> Sold my drawers. Uh, and now we're coming to the end, right? And. <laughs> the end is really funny because they drop Karen off on her roof. 
So she has to somehow get off of the roof of her house down inside. That's correct. Which is funny. Her parents wake up in the morning and they find her dead of exposure and hypothermia <laughs> on the roof. <laughs> Thanks but for nothing, Frosty. We're looking for her all day. How the fuck did she get up here? But now, mercifully, we're coming to the end. So here's here's the Jim Meister. But as Santa promised, Frosty returned every year with the magical Christmas snow. And every year there was a great celebration with a big Christmas parade. <laughs> now, two things with that last bit of narration. Number one, Santa never promised that Frosty would come back to them yearly. He never said that. That's correct. He talked about that Frosty was made of Christmas snow. He didn't say, oh, yeah, I'll bring him back every year. Well, you don't know. That was a long sleigh ride. It's true. <laughs> Show, don't tell. But number two, like it couldn't more clearly be a tale of we ran out of money for the end because they just show a montage of the original parade it's not like a different parade or frosty doing anything it's just jimmy durante (laughs) telling you santa promised that frosty would come back and he kept this promise and he brought the finest gingerbread houses each and every year more speckle on this (laughs) hole in the wall and the children laughed and played with their yuletide memories they could have told you anything it's true (laughs) it's just we're just using old footage it's fine but then we get a little singing over the end. Let's do it. Let's hear it. And with Frosty the Snowman, Christmas was always very merry indeed. You have a merry Christmas too. This is Jimmy Durant. But he waved goodbye, saying, Don't you cry. Bring me a gin on Christmas Day. <laughs> I'll be drunk on Christmas Day. <laughs> so that's Frosty the Snowman. Sure is. We sure did it. Would you sew Frosty the Snowman to a chai? Well, it's a strange question to ask. Sure. I have my own personal reservations about it, but I don't think it's too damaging. I think it's fine. Yeah, would you? I show it to my children every year. It's it's fine. We broke it down in a way that disturbs me, but it's not going to hurt my children until they get to my age and be like, whoa, what the fuck is Frosty about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is uh, harmless outside of Karen's weird sex noise at the end, but I don't think that was intentional. <laughs> Just uncomfortable. Yeah. It is uncomfortable. And let's go with one to five Frostinis, a Frosty signature drink. It's got uh, horchata. And um, Kahlua and Bailey's. That's a Frostini. Oh, and it's got a carrot um, garnish, of course. Sheldon, how many Frostinis? Two and a half. It's a... It's it's a fine teeny. It's a classic. It's part of culture, something, something, but I personally don't like it. Okay. Okay. All right. Are we ranking this against other Christmas specials, just in, you know, cartoons in general, like... I I don't know. If it's a Christmas special, I got to put it up there pretty high. So it'd be like a four out of five. Okay. But if we're ranking it just kind of normal, I'm, I'm with Shailen. It's a, you know, it's a two and a half. It's fine. Yeah. I'll rank for both. And I'll just say it's a three for both. It's not without its charm. It's definitely of a time. But there's a reason that I don't watch Frosty when it comes on every year. And that's because I hold, it holds no nostalgia for me, you know, mm-hmm. like, at this point, I'll watch Elf, I'll watch National Lampoon a million times because I have connections with that in a way that I simply do not with Frosty. 
hell, I'll watch He-Man Christmas over Frosty. But that's not because it's bad. Like, it's kind of easy breezy. But if you're looking at it from the eyes of a dipshit adult who talks about these things on the internet (laughs) instead of through, like, the original child eyes that you watched them, the seams are, they're gaping. You know, no spackle will fill that hole. No, No gingerbread frosting, Shailen. Mm -mm. None. None. None frosting. All right. So we've talked about, you know, Frosty the Snowman based off of a famous Christmas song. Mm-hmm. So I got to ask you guys, what's your, what's your favorite Christmas song? Great question. Thank you. You're really asking the least decisive person on earth to find a single Christmas song that is my favorite. Name a Christmas song. I can answer this first. I'll give Shannon a little time to bullshit around. My favorite Christmas song is one I just discovered in the last 24 hours. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> It's Grinch 2000, the Jim Carrey Busta Rhymes collabo mm. from the Jim Carrey Grinch movie. Folks, do yourself a favor. Check it out. I may just put a pause in the episode for four minutes uh, for the final and, uh, and place it in there. It's <laughs> it's a hoot. <laughs> Jalen, you think of one yet? I, I would go with Raffi's Must Be Santa. Okay. Okay. You, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Wham's Last Christmas. Okay. What about Bob Dylan Must Be Santa? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> who's gonna be with us? All right, sorry, I, I just needed to, to fit that one in there. <laughs> that, that's right, shoehorn them in. I think what I love about Christmas music is you know all the hooks. Every year they seem to play like a, a song you haven't heard in the last five Christmas seasons uh, on the radio. You know, you get to you get to hear uh, some new stuff, and then it's like the old stuff. You know, Bing Crosby and Perry Como, etc. But Mariah Carey. What I've learned is that I don't know a lot of the lyrics to Christmas songs. I'm very bad at lyrics. But you guys, I know, Ben, I know you love Christmas songs. and you love Christmas music. Shailen, you just had a hard time picking your favorite. So you guys must know, like really know Christmas song lyrics. Nope. So <laughs> I'm, I'm good at inventing lyrics that sound like lyrics. Yeah, these are, these are popular <laughs> tunes. But for some reason, I always forget the lyrics. I hear them every year, but I always forget the lyrics. So we're going to play a game. It's called the WatchBots December to Remember event. Okay. I'm going to give you the artist and the song because the, the artist matters here. Some some artists have different renditions. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the artist and the song, and I'm going to give you some lyrics, and you're going to have to finish the lyrics. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is going to be great. So. Oh, boy. You both get to buzz in, so I'll need a buzz in noise. Happy birthday. Jingle, jingle. Um, <laughs> Shailen, your, your buzz in noise is. <laughs> there we go. Uh, all right. <laughs> you don't have a cousin Frosty. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'll start off easy, I think. This is Brenda Lee. Rocking around the Christmas tree. Okay? So I'm going to give you the lyrics. I'll pause. You guys can buzz in, right? Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. Mistletoe hung where you can see. Happy birthday. (gasps) Yes, Ben? Every couple tries to stop. Dun, dun, dun. That is correct. I had no idea what that was. I always said, <laughs> do you know why I know that one? Home Alone. 
answer is Home Alone because Fair. he's playing that song when he made the elaborate scene with like the fucking trains and shit. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. So I, like, Michael I'm, Jordan I, attached. I, to I think I've heard that part of that song probably three thousand times. I've heard it a million times myself. I just don't. I like never. It doesn't uh, again, stick. Again, I'm really, really bad at hearing lyrics. Uh, here's one we just did: Jimmy Durante, Frosty the Snowman. Frosty the Snowman made the children smile. They say, and were they surprised? Happy birthday. Yes, man. By his cold, dead eyes. <laughs> By his supple thighs. <laughs> Shayla, do you have it? I'm so struggling so hard to place where that belongs in the song. It's right after they put the hat on his head. When he opened his eyes? Oh, no. When he rolled his eyes Damn and came to life that day, rolled, his, rolled eyes his eyes sounds like, like a shark attacking its prey. It's like, how eyes do you go roll away. button eyes? Yeah, I don't know. They're don't made know. of buttons. <laughs> you think it's a shark. When I hear that line, it makes me think that he just shot a load. <laughs> What's wrong with you? He rolled his eyes, you know? Oh, sorry, I'm getting all slushy. <laughs> you know, picture like an 80s porno. Gross. Oh. <laughs> Give me a cigarette. <laughs> jingle Bells. We all know Jingle Bells. Mm-hmm. Who's Jingle Bells? The original one, I guess. We all know Jingle Bells, but there's like a second verse that nobody knows. So I'm going to have you two try to guess this. Okay. Now the ground is white. Go it while you're young. Too cold to fly a kite. Yeah, buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Shayla. Too cold to fly a kite. And crash Let's... it in your home. Okay. Uh, all right. Ben, you got one? Uh, I'll give it a shot. When mommy's kissing claws, make sure she gets some tongue. Ooh. That's so gross, Ben. Ben's actually really close. <laughs> no, he's not. Um, go it while you're young. Take the girls tonight. Sing this slaying song. Those are the lyrics. It's remarkably close on the rhyme, though, Ben. Yeah. 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 The, the young. The don't breathe snow in too long. <laughs> Aspirate. It's a problem. <laughs> I saw Wind River. It's yeah. a horrible way to die. Oof. All right. Perry Como. There's no place like home for the holidays. Okay? Oh, boy. I met a man who lives in Tennessee. He was heading for Pennsylvania and some homemade pumpkin pie. Some pumpkin pie. That's the next line. It's the backup singers. Well, what's his lyrics? First of all, you're not buzzing in. You're skipping. I was singing along. I was not playing the game. Some homemade pumpkin pie. Happy birthday. (laughs) Yes, Ben. He was going to meet Frosty and his supple thighs. (laughs) Jillian, you got one. There's something about boot strings. (laughs) You're thinking of Toby Keith. Maybe you're. Maybe close in that you're not close at all. Okay. From Pennsylvania, folks are traveling down to Dixie's sunny shore. From Atlantic to Pacific, gee, the, gee, traffic, the traffic is, is terrific. terrific. Oh, and no your points. mother is a whore. No points for either of you. Mm-hmm. 
Dean Martin, A Marshmallow World. It's a marshmallow <laughs> world in the winter. Something in the pumpkin pie. <laughs> and you're living in a marshmallow world. <laughs> When the snow comes to cover the ground is the line. Damn it. And you're living in a marshmallow world. And you're something, something in your belly ache. All right. Here's another one. Classic. Hear it on the radio all the time. It plays probably every hour. Andy Williams. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the happiest season of all. With those holiday greetings. And gay happy meetings. Oh, fuck. When friends come to call. Shailen, you didn't buzz in. <laughs> when friends come to call. Yes, Shailen got the point. I was going to say, right. it's, it, it, I could feel it. <laughs> <laughs> feel it in my bones. When I sing, like when we sing these songs in the car with our kids, I always have to like mumble like, because I can't remember these, these lyrics. Do what I do, just make them up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mostly. Thurl's Ravenscroft. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You ready? Yes. You're a monster, Mr. Grinch. Your heart's an empty hole. Mm-hmm. Ah! Yes, Shailen? Something. <laughs> Jesus. No, God damn it, I lost it. Oh, that's really frustrating. He's a nasty, wasty fool. Mm. I'd, I'd like to proffer a guess if I may. Please. Yeah, go for it. You're as fickle as a woman, and your heart's as black as coal. <laughs> Mr. Grinch. Grinch. <laughs> You're a two-bit bastard, <laughs> and you eat lots of fish. No, 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 no. He always had that kicker at the end. <laughs> your brain is full of spiders. You've got garlic in your soul. Oh. Mm. Wow. Garlic. Gar- Delicious. He's not all bad, Ben. What a hoot. If we were to learn anything from the origin story of the Grinch, it is that he his bad attitude is the result of bullying. That's right. Yeah, yeah he had to sh- shave with his who shaver or whatever the fuck that movie told me. That is correct. God damn. Louis Armstrong, cool Yule. I don't even think I know what this song is. <laughs> Every you is cool. That's how it goes. But this one I, I chose because I think you can guess it pretty closely. Both well, we've, we've been pretty, with poop? pretty on, on the spot so far. And you're going to flip when old Saint Nick. <laughs> yes, Jalen. Comes down your chimney. Click, click, click. Boom. Or, you didn't buzz in. He Or waddles down with his big fat dick. <laughs> Takes a lick on the peppermint stick. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, it's that song. All right. He doesn't wipe and has an oil slick. (laughs) (laughs) It's still one-to-one. Slept wrong. He's got a real neck crick. I'm glad I I got like 16 of these. Okay. Eartha Kitt, Santa Baby. Yes. Yeah. Santa honey, one little thing I really need. A D. A deed. <laughs> a to deed. what? Oh, God. It's something about a house. To the home in my soul. It's like a little ranch house. Mm, it's no. a birdhouse in her soul, I believe, is the lyric. <laughs> She's yeah. looking for a Cadillac, I believe. Yeah. A Mercedes Benz. The Cadillac is in the Eartha Kit one. Oh, yeah. fuck. 
Santa baby, the only one thing I need, a deed. To a hostel, it's true. <laughs> Santa a, baby. A condo, something, something, something. an apartment on Fifth Avenue? No. What is it? To a platinum mine. <laughs> what? Well, I to never would have gotten that, so mine. I feel much better about myself. That's how uh, Superman 3 ended in a platinum mine, I believe. Shailen, I'm going to give you a half a point there. Hell yeah. Because you got the deed. Wham. Last Christmas. Mm-hmm. This isn't the Taylor Swift version, which is poor shit. Far inferior. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I believe me, I love T-Swift, but come on. All right. I'm losing my voice, so I can't really sing this one. So, sorry. A crowded room, friends with tired eyes. All disgusting, frosty, supple thighs. (laughs) Come on, baby. Let's get it going. And then your holiday chub will be showing. (laughs) Hey, is it chilly? No, frosty's just blowing. Can you give the the lyric before the friends with the tired eyes? No, no. Um, I think that's the beginning of the verse. Let me Google it real quick. Hold on. I gave an answer based on what we had. Now you're asking for like hints. Yeah, there was no rule against. Besides, that. I got the answer right, so there's really it's no need for you to answer. It's not about frosty supple thighs, Ben. <laughs> so this is the verse before it, or, or uh, the, the the refrain just comes before it. Last Christmas I gave you my heart, but the very next day you gave it away. I'll give it to someone special, and then it goes, ooh, ooh, baby. A crowded room, friends with tired eyes. Uh. I'm looking at you, eating my French fries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that Donald Trump, he's telling lots of lies. <laughs> it's, I'm hiding from you and your soul of ice. My God, I thought you were someone, someone to, to rely on. on. Me. I needed I, a shoulder to cry on. I guess I was a shoulder to cry okay, on. Okay, whatever. <laughs> he got used, Ben. He didn't need anything. Yeah. A soul of ice? That's correct. Do yourself a favor and watch that music video. It is <laughs> fantastic. I don't know that I've ever seen that one. <laughs> it's you know, really I th- good. I thought that song was Boy George for a long time. I also did. Okay. All right, I don't feel like such a dumb dumb. Yeah. Oh, I thought a lot of Perry Como songs were Bing Crosby. Oh, chat. Because he talks about beating his children a lot in those songs, so. Yeah, yeah. It's easy to make that distinction. (laughs) Andy Williams, we're back to him again. Happy holidays. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's the holiday season, so hoop-dee-doo and dickery-duck, and don't forget to hang up your sock. Because just exactly at 12 o'clock, He'll be coming down your chimney now. Coming down the chimney. <laughs> that was perfect, Shailen. Thank you. Except for that last word. Hmm? I always thought he'll be coming down the chimney now. Yeah. It's actually, it's tonight. he'll be coming down the chimney down. Down? I down. think that the what? lyric website is lying to you. <laughs> yeah, that, that might be a Google thing. Yeah. Shailen is up two and a half to one. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. All right. But these are all like songs from like 1940. This isn't my What's wheelhouse. What's your point? That's my point. Listen, Wham didn't come out in 1940, Ben. It's true. It's true. Get your shit together. Yeah, but you also didn't so, get that right. So pay attention. <laughs> but you guys, had opportunity to. Guys, pay uh-huh. attention to the, the singer of this one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Dean Martin, mm-hmm. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Okay. Fuck. Okay. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say. <laughs> yes, Shailen? Old Rudy with your nose so bright. Won't you Won't bring you me a scotch tonight? Night? No, Shailen, I know what you're thinking. That's the other one that he- Damn he, it. He changes up. Ben, what do you got? Um- no, it's it's just won't you bring my scotch tonight? <laughs> so anything else sounded incredibly racist, and I'm just not going to go there. It's it's uh, Rudolph with your nose so bright. Won't you guide mine sleigh tonight? He he gives Santa a German accent, and it's so stupid. Does he really? I, <laughs> what? Yes, it, it's fucking stupid. I do not like Dean Martin. I, I That's a like hot him. take right there. Whoa, like whoa. Like Back like away from that flamethrower. Yeah. Sorry, whoa. guys. <laughs> it's December, the season of giving, baby, and we're taking yeah. down no. Oh, that Dino? red thermometer just went up really high, oh, Dave. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. Oh, my God. We're all church-going folks here, or we're once. Uh, yeah, totally. 100%. Nat King Cole, joy to the world. Mm-hmm. Right. He rules the world with truth and grace. And yes. it makes the nations prove. Ooh, Shailen got it. Shailen got it. And what makes the nations prove? Mm-hmm. Prove what? Prove the glories of his righteousness. The glories of his, his righteousness. And wonders of his love. And wonders of his love. And wonders and wonders of his love. All right. Ben, you're complaining about all these songs being from the 40s and whatever. <laughs> I was using that as an excuse. I don't you're think wrong. I was complaining. All right. Band-Aid. Do they know it's Christmas? Okay. And don't think you have to buzz in for this one, okay? Mm-hmm. There's a world outside your window, and it's a, it's world, a world of, of dread and fear. fear. Where the only water flowing is the bitter sting of tears. And the Christmas bells that ring there are the clanging chimes of doom. Well, tonight I think God it's them (laughs) instead (laughs) of you. Was there, were we going to pick a lyric or were we just doing a sing-along? You both got points on that one. That's the best one. Yeah. And there won't be snow in Africa this Christmas time. So Ben played this kind of loudly when we were putting up Christmas decorations the other day. (laughs) Uh, And our son was not pleased. And we just kept singing louder and louder until he joined in the fun. (laughs) Yeah, you had to force him into it. Yeah. Two years ago, this song came on and we were just pulling into our driveway. And my wife and I were like, we have to stay in the driveway until we get to that part. Oh, yeah. And the girls were sitting in the back seat, like, why aren't we getting out? Let us out. <laughs> it was probably a good 15 years. So you, you, like, the last minute of that song is like, feed the world, mm-hmm. let them know it's Christmas time. I didn't know any of those words. I think I heard Christmas time and the rest of it was like, Christmas time. The lyrics I read are insane too. Oh, they're 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 fucking crazy. That song is wild. Clanging chimes of doom. Like, fuck, what the fuck? (laughs) Singing about Bono. (laughs) Spotify has a new feature for a lot of songs where the lyrics are up. And I didn't, I knew some of the lyrics to that song in bits and pieces, 
but I pulled it up and was reading along like in the last week. <laughs> I had that same th- thing where I was like, what the fuck? Like, I know this is about Africa and, you know, it's Band-Aid, but geez. I didn't realize it was so dark. It's so real. I yeah. feel like it's a song that was written at rapid speed because they were like, oh man, it's like a big collaboration. <laughs> Africa's going to get better before like, we can get there. <laughs> we got to we gotta fucking hurry up and get this thing out. And they were just like, what rhymes with moon? Quick. D- doom. Doom. <laughs> so got some dark lyrics. Got some misunderstanding, you know, misunderstood lyrics. Mm-hmm. But now it's time to get some sexy lyrics. This is the Jackson 5, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. All right. mm-hmm. Ben has a leg up because he's been listening to the song on many versions it, on repeat. Meaningless. <laughs> then I saw Mommy Tickle Santa Claus. Tickle, tickle, Santa Claus. Oh, it's like... <laughs> Underneath his beard, so snowy. No, it's not beard, it's chin. Nope. Beard. It is beard. Is it beard? I thought it was chin. I've heard versions with chin. (laughs) Why is she tickling him? That's fucked up. Because it's her husband dressed up as Santa. I oh what? Ben. Doesn't Chalen tickle you under your beard? It's a weird kink. First of all, my beard's not so pearly white, thank you very much. Second of all, thank you for treating me like I'm a fucking imbecile. <laughs> That's kind of my shtick, Ben. It's kind of the thing I do. That's your, yeah, God damn. I saw a mummy Frenching Santa Claus. And then it and turned into dad. a weird porno. It turned into a handy J. Gross. O-T-P-H-J. <laughs> handy J, by the way, my, uh, my hip-hop name. When I was in the rap game. Christmas Day. Check it out in the Providence rap scene. Check out Handy J and you'll uh, you'll find me. <laughs> one last one. Okay. You both are going to like this one too. Paul McCartney, Wonderful Christmas Time. <laughs> boo, boo, boo. <laughs> Which I hated with a passion a long time ago, but it's like, it's like grown on me. It's like a... It's like this benign tumor on me that I just like kind of like poke occasionally. It's a parasitic twin. <laughs> All right. The word is out about the town. The, 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 Jesus you, you is such don't give a clown. Gifts if you're wearing a frown, I'll give you a hint. It's you're toasting. Okay. The word is out about the town. Your toasty bread is very brown. So lift a glass. I don't look down. (laughs) (laughs) What's a worse Beatles Christmas song? That one or the fucking John Lennon one? The John Lennon one. Merry Christmas, John. (laughs) The the John John Lennon Lennon Christmas song might be the worst song ever. It's so full of itself. uh, Oh, oh. That wasn't the last uh, one. Oh, one more, Ben. Bruce Springsteen. Stop. Stop. It's awful. It's awful and I hate it. Please. I'm begging you. Please stop, Ben. (laughs) Bruce Springsteen. Santa Claus is coming to town. Jesus. This is the... um, Oh, no. That's what? Special night? The very beginning. Mm -hmm. It's all cold down on the beach. Winds whipping down the boardwalk. And then he says... Put down your peppermint stick. <laughs> Put 
down that gingerbread dip. Hey, street band, time to stuff your stockings. What is uh, Sardo's real name? <laughs> Accent on the dough, no mister. Uh, Stevie Van Zandt? Yeah, little, little Steven? Yeah. So he, calls, he says something about Stevie not behaving. No, Stevie, goes. you're a little rascal. <laughs> you're getting corn is stuck in this year. You're going to get cornholed. That's right. <laughs> I'm trying to sing about the common man while I swim in my money pool. I'm a working man. I'm going to drive you home, but I'm inebriated. Uh, too many frostinis. <laughs> he says, hey, band, you guys know what time of year it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man and they go what and he goes yeah what it's Christmas time yeah and a boss is coming to town <laughs> war is over the best thing about Bruce Springsteen is everything but also the worst part about Bruce Springsteen is everything I feel like when you hit a certain point and by you I mean suburban white people like you're either going to be a Springsteen person or a Jimmy Buffett person. You know what I mean? Like there, I feel like there's not that much cross pollination between the two. Springsteen, working class. Give me a boiler maker, whatever the fuck that is. Buffett, give me a Kella Kalecki Maka and a Marg Island Life, bro. Hashtag Salt Life. Anyway, I just had to. That was to a that lot. That was a lot of feelings you just you had were there. Very you passionate okay? about that. Merry Christmas, Yoko. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of our game. Shailen, you killed it on this December to remember event. And you, Heck congratulations, yeah. you win Alexis. Thank you. It's going to have a big bow in the. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You also get a $600 a month payment that you're responsible for. Yeah. You have four and a half points by my count to Ben's two. Yes. So congratulations. Thank hmm. you. Thanks for playing the December to remember event. All right. On to the mailbag. Everybody has their famous Christmas movies and favorite Christmas songs. But I need to know, what is your favorite Christmas commercial? Hit me up with your favorite. Thank you, Chris Pringle. What's your favorite Christmas-themed commercial? Oh. Hmm. I appreciate the Hershey Kiss commercial where they ring, they're all the bells, and the one bell at the end, like the Hershey Kiss ringing as a bell, freaks out and is like, no, 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 no. And I appreciated that. <laughs> What's it like? You heard me. Is it like what when they play "We Wish You a Merry Christmas" like their handbells? But what I particularly liked about Merry that Christmas, Hershey Kiss, was last year they did like because over the over the last few years they've done like revamped versions and stuff. Of course, yeah. But last year they went back to the classic original one, and it was lovely. And I was like, ah, nostalgia. Because Hershey was like. This year, now more than ever, in these unprecedented Hershey Kiss times. <laughs> this year, more than ever, everyone worked from home, so we didn't shoot a new commercial. <laughs> we dusted off this classic. I think the Coke commercials from the 90s. Oh, yeah. Good good stuff. Those were always fun. I always looked forward to them, too. They, they, it was like, oh, man, the, the Coke commercial, it's released. This all, just the, the Lexus holiday events always cracked me up. I was like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. If I ever get... <laughs> That rich. That's exactly <laughs> how I'm giving my wife a car. Yeah. <laughs> you watch those commercials. And, and honestly, it's like with the big bow and like, look in the driveway. Like, how would that car get to the driveway without somebody knowing? Like, where do these people live? 
And also, like, what kind of bizarre relationship do they have that they're making, like, this, like, tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars investment without the other person knowing? I know. Who would ever bring yeah. home an enormous vehicle without their spouse knowing? I can't fathom a situation <laughs> in which that would ever happen. <laughs> would never happen. I've never heard of that happening to real people. Not anybody that I know's parents would ever do something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it would never happen to my father and mother. <laughs> it's never happened in real life. It definitely didn't happen when I was in college and my dad took me in my car to get an oil change and decided he would just buy a fucking big ass truck. <laughs> drive it home. And when he came home and my mom thought, are you test driving that? And he goes, no, I just bought it. <laughs> That's so wild. That's really wild. He just sold that, actually. So that truck lasted a while. But wow. he, uh, Good for him. He was on that coach for a while, too. Whew. Oh, boy. In the doghouse. Oh, my God. I can tell you which commercial I don't like. Oh, okay. It's the Eminem one. When the M&M's, I don't like when any they of discover the Santa. And oh, I like Santa that one. goes, they it do exist. exist. I like that one. And I like that one because they all react realistically. You know, like a lot of times those M&M's, they're doing like job interviews or whatever the fuck they do and people are just into it. But here they see Santa and Santa sees them and they both freak out, which is the proper reaction when either you see Santa Claus or in a live candy. Right. But what I hate about the M&M's commercials in general is that I don't want my food to be anthropomorphized. Oh, what's that? I, I don't want my M&M's to have faces. Okay. I'm going to give you a couple I like and, and one recent one that I don't care for. I don't even know the name of the candy. But there's a little song attached to it. It's so it's like it's people being nice to each other and then they reward each other with with candy. You know, it's like in the songs like The Mercy Candy. Yes, Mercy. You didn't have to fucking pick my groceries up, but you did. And I thank you. You didn't have to give me a cigarette, but you did, but you did. And I thank you. And they're giving each other groceries and stuff. And um, chocolates. And we've talked about my other favorite. On this show before, and maybe it's not an underrated classic, but it's that coffee commercial where the guy comes home from wherever he is. Oh, the folders? And the sister's like, you're my Christmas present. (laughs) (laughs) And then she looks at him and she goes, Merry Christmas, John. And he says, Merry Christmas, sister. War is over. But do you know what one I don't like? What's the one you don't like? This one, this new AT&T commercial with the fucking snowman. We're talking about Frosty. We haven't talked about this commercial. Okay. And like the, so the brother is kicking snowman over and the oh, sister's yeah. like, you're my Christmas present. And she brings the snowman inside and puts him in the freezer and keeps him for like the whole year. And then next winter she brings him out and then like some kid on a bike runs the snowman over. What? It's upsetting. It's upsetting. And then the family looks stricken and they all try to like rebuild the snowman as fast as possible oh, so it, that she doesn't explode. And it's a commercial for AT&T. So I, I don't know. What, what is the point of the story? Like, how does that relate to AT&T? Because uh, people are able to connect for the first time in a long time again this year at Christmas. And, and when you do, they'll destroy your snowman? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh. Oh. What about the Campbell's commercial where the snowman like... <laughs> Walks into the house as a snowman and then sits down to eat soup Ooh. and turns into the kid. And he goes, I'm a little bit slushy. Oh, is this a Bloody Mary? <laughs> this is illegal. 
The one I hate, it was a couple of years ago. It was, I think it was a Target or a Walmart commercial. And it just started off with them singing, Molly, Josh, and Nicholas, da, 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 da. Oh my God. That song played on the radio and on TV. <laughs> and it was terrible. It like, it was the worst kind of earworm. Like it wouldn't leave my head and it made me want to eat a bullet. I don't remember what it was for, but there was one a few years ago where it was like the stop motion animation, right? So it looked like Rudolph and he walked on and he ran into a snow monster and he walked up to it and and he was like, Merry Christmas, Krampus. And then (laughs) the monster was like, Merry Christmas, Rudolph. (laughs) And then I went, Worries of So this is Christmas. <laughs> and if it wasn't clear. Anyway, listeners, we want to hear from you. What's your favorite Christmas commercial? Uh, hashtag Chris Marshall. You can write into the bit email at watchbotspod.com. 50% of our holiday celebration is over. If you were at your office Christmas party, I was going to say this is the point at which you would want to leave, but that would have required me attending in the first place. <laughs> but our second half is sure to be rousing, full of uh, child-based clowns Cheer. or magicians. Yeah. Cheer. Cheer. Yuletide logs aplenty. Any final frosty thoughts? It's not a great cartoon. It's not great. But you gave it two and a half, which makes it it's, remarkably average. It's fine. Hmm. It's shown in my house every year, but I think when my kids get older, we'll be watching the Home Alones and the Christmas vacations together. And that one will, they won't want to watch it until maybe they have kids. It'll go away for a while and that'll be fine because I don't need to watch it every year. It's one of those specials. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, you can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on facebook i think still uh at watchbots pod please subscribe rate and review five stars for dave and for shalen thank you for listening to this holiday edition of watchbots and we're not going to do the music thing no you know i was going to have us all sing do you know it's christmas but we did that during the game and you don't want to reuse that bit and if i really wanted to turn the screw on shalen i would sing war is over which i think is the name of that song but what we're going to do instead is we're going to go out with a few celebrity holiday well wishes. Okay? So, Shailen, you're going to give a holiday greeting. One will be in the form of Donald Trump. No, I won't be doing that. the other will be in the form of John Lennon, perhaps to the turn of words over. But you don't have to. But it has to be a John Lennon-themed holiday wish in the John Lennon... (laughs) Uh, accent and don't worry we're all gonna do we're all gonna do different ones here I just I wanna make sure that you understand right first of all I'm not a man right <laughs> true mm-hmm. but you constantly try to get me to do okay well, you know what? you're right you're right you know what you don't have to do John and Lennon. also wait nope uh, nope you're, you're right okay you're right you're, you'll you'll be doing Yoko Ono Okay. See, I can do that one. Okay. Dave, you'll be doing um, Dean Martin uh, doing a German accent. 
Oh, uh, <laughs> let me get in the character. Oh, there we go. Oh, Merry Christmas, nine friends. Okay. What should I do? Uh, I'll give it to you. Ben, okay. okay. You are going to do Alec Baldwin from <laughs> God, Thirty Rock. That's not in my wheelhouse. Okay. Wishing, yeah. So, um, <laughs> wishing, uh, wishing everybody a happy New Year. <laughs> Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Couldn't you have given me the Julianne Moore character from that show? Yeah, no, we're gonna divorce. It's a Boston Christmas. <laughs> All right, Lemon. Have a merry Christmas. Oh, you're not even trying. Ben. I didn't pull that trigger. Jesus, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben. Do Hugh Grant from Love Actually? What? The worst character from the worst movie? No, you're wrong. The secretary is the worst character. To, I'm going to make love to my assistant. <laughs> potentially, oh, a prostitute. Oh, I'm the prime minister. A, a bully. Happy a bully, Christmas. Shannon. Happy Christmas. You'd be done with like a bully. Would you like to hear me sing a song? Yes. A bully. A bully. <laughs> War is over. You, no. Prime. Love actually. What's, what's Shalyn's next impression, Ben? <laughs> oh, oh, we're doing more. You'll be doing Karen from Frosty the Snowman. Take your <laughs> that, how is that? That's not even a greeting. I think it's the best she can do. She's frozen. Okay. Dave, you'll be doing Bob Dylan. Uh, which one? Older or <laughs> older, young? Uh, no, current day. Uh, all right. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, that's what. All right. Ben, you're going to do Mark Wahlberg. That's, that's in your wheelhouse. <laughs> Wishing everybody a happy Hanukkah. Hey, everybody, it's me, Mike Wahlberg. You know, I could have saved 9 11. <laughs> you know what else is a number? Eight. That's eight crazy nights of Hanukkah. My brother. I could have, I could have stopped 9 11. <laughs> Nine minus 11 is eight. eight. Eight days of lights. Okay? Happy Hanukkah, everybody. Enjoy your menorahs. Also, I could have stopped. The terrorist event that happened in Die Hard 2, Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Sheila, now you need to do George Harrison. <laughs> this is easy. I got my mind set on you. So- I got my mind set. <laughs> gonna need presents. I'm not going to be able to do any better than you. So a whole lot of it. spending tinsel. It's going to take patient and tinsel to do it right, child, huh? Gonna need Christmas trees, whole lot of menorahs too. Well, we're not gonna do better than that. <laughs>